time for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio trolling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. The Pulse. starts now. Hi, and uh, welcome to the Search Pulse. Today is the 14th edition of the Search Pulse, and it is Tuesday, January 2nd, the day after New Year's. My name is Barry Schwartz uh, from the Search Engine Roundtable and also from Rusty Brick. With me, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer, the senior editor of the Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, he's from Rank Smart, and Chris Boggs, associate editor of Search Engine Roundtable uh, from Avenue A Razorfish. Uh, we, did, we were off last week for the holiday season, and now we're back. I hope uh, Ben and Chris, uh, Ben, how was your uh, New Year's and holiday season? Holiday was really good. Spent some time with some family and uh, went to a concert and just had a really good, relaxing time. Great. And uh, Chris? Uh, the holiday was great. I got to enjoy uh, visiting some people uh, for their Hanukkah. So that was my first introduction to Hanukkah, which was really cool. And then I celebrated Christmas, and uh, we had a great time. And uh, now, uh, just uh, getting settled back in and ready to head back to work tomorrow. Cool. Um, right. So it was very good. In general, we uh, actually posted um, the Search Pulse archive for la- for two weeks ago. It's live. You can actually check the archive if you missed it. And um, I wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about how the search engine industry and the search engines themselves actually. Um, celebrated the holidays and New Year's. Um, yesterday, I posted uh, a bunch of logos from the search engines and from the different communities online. Google has their logo. Yahoo has their very cute little animated splash logo that says Happy New Year. Ask.com did a thing with their homepage where they put you know some champagne on the homepage. Dogpile has a very cute dog, you know, writing down resolutions. Um, and um, we at the Search Engine Roundtable had a cool logo. As also Creative Site Forums had a logo. Uh, Chris, out of all the logos, I know you had a chance to see it. What, what was your favorite? Um, you know, I really liked the Google one, and I'm happy because I wasn't uh, stoked uh, about. I think that it was the Google Halloween one, but I, I thought it was really cool when I first. Thought. I guess that one was my favorite. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Behind the search engine roundtables, which was the most <laughs> festive of all, I gotta say. Ah, oh, good answer. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, the Google one is pretty cool. I personally like the Yahoo one a lot. But uh, Ben, what do you thought? Yeah, actually, I like the dogpile ones, but this year I, I kind of really like the Yahoo one when you, like, m- moved your mouse over, a little, like, penguin would wobble across, and then they would, like, light up and stuff. So it was kind of clever. It was neat. Right. And part of that was, um, you know, the holiday season also happened, and the surgeons also posted holiday logos, and we had our own holiday logo. But Google had one with, you know, several, actually several holiday logos. Yahoo had a similar one today, the one they had on the, ho- on the New Year's. They had a penguin skating around as well. Um, Dogpile had this, you know, guy, uh, this dog, you know, shopping and stuff. And um, Ask.com redid the whole background. And also Creative Site Forum had a holiday logo as well. So um, I don't know if, yeah, so Ben, which one of the holiday logos were your favorite? Mm, I think I like the Dogpile shopping one. That was kind of clever. Yeah, and Chris? Uh, I hate to go back to back, but it looks like Google again. Although you had a nice, uh, you know, selection first from Hanukkah and then shifting over to the more Christmassy theme one. Uh, I thought you guys did a good job, but I always like that Google Doodle uh, that takes five days or whatever. So it was a good one this year. Cool. Um, and so you know, so you guys know, we're open to suggestions on how to improve the search engine roundtable. I think we're going to be going a, 
undergoing a redesign in this year sometime to make it more uh, you know friendly towards you know users participating more. And um, if you have any suggestions, just go ahead and go to the blog. And on December 21st, we posted something where you can actually post a comment and offer your thoughts. And we have some very useful comments already. Um, also, different you know, search engines gave out different gifts. Yahoo gave out some gifts to some publishers and some advertisers. They gave out sweatshirts. They gave out wine bottles. They gave out coolers. They gave out all these different things. Google gave out the you know the picture frame that we've been talking about for several weeks. They also gave out iPod shuffles. And so, you know, everybody's in the holiday giving uh, season. Um, I don't, yeah, so that's, I'll just skip over to the next thread, which is basically Webmaster World posted a top 2006 post or threads of the year. And those, some of those are still building up the list right now, but some of them include link building, AdWords tips, quality score tips, um, SEO with Yahoo, and you know, Google SEO stuff, and some myth-busting stuff, and how to actually build and grow a forum and how to increase the participation, which is a very huge, big topic of, of 2006, which I remember. And most of those topics we covered over the past year. And so it's good to take a look at. And a lot of search bloggers out there are also posting their search stats, which is also very interesting to look at. Um, SEOMOS started the trend, and Search Engine Land did it, and all the different sites have been doing it, including our own site, which we posted our stats um, and our best posts for the year. So that really covers the 2000. You know, six and holiday, 2007 holiday season, all that type of stuff. Um, and I think soon we'll go into the next topics. But if Ben or Chris, do you want to add anything beforehand? So, Ben, do you have anything else to add? No, I thought the Webmaster World Threads 2006 was pretty good. You know, while it's not like a big news type of thing, but um, if you do go there, um, Todd Malcott went through and, and posted some really good links. And I had actually an opportunity this weekend to go through a lot of them and, and check them out and some ones I hadn't seen before. And there's a good thread on Yahoo and Quality Score and um, various myths and stuff like that. So um, if you're looking to catch up on things, I would definitely go and check out Webmaster Wolf's thread right there. Cool. And Chris, anything else to add before? Um, I thought that it's, it's a cool thread. I mean, my favorite one in there, and it got me back to read it again, was the SEO Mythbusters. I thought there was some good stuff in that uh, particular thread. And uh, I'm proud of Todd for, uh, you know, probably resisting the great urge that he had to do this on StuntDouble.com and instead do it in the uh, subscription uh, area of Webmaster World. Uh, maybe he got uh, cajoled into that or maybe not, but I think that's cool that he did it there. And who knows, maybe he'll follow it up or someone will steal the idea and do a uh, top threads from everywhere uh, on their own blog. Who knows? <laughs> that would be nice to see. It's very hard to do that, but it will be nice to see. It takes a lot All of work. Right, so let's yeah, it is a lot of work. So let's go into our first commercial break, and when we get back, we will start with the core topics of the past two weeks. So let's hit a commercial break. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse, Pulse. will be back after this short break. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. 
Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz from Rusty Burke Searching Roundtable. And again with me is uh, Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. Um, first, I wanted to go into the next topic was the Google data refresh. That everybody was talking about before or the day of or the day before Christmas um, ben actually posted this, and it was a big Webmaster World thread that people said it looks like some major changes are going on over at Google. And Matt Cutts from Google actually denied it, said nothing's going on, but still people were, exact, were very, very adamant about this actually happening. I personally don't know, to be honest. I don't know if it was something. I didn't notice anything myself. But, I mean, I mean Ben, I mean, you, you posted on it, and I'm sure you have a lot of clients that you could actually look into and let us know what, you, what their thoughts were about this. Yeah, um, I saw this thread on Webmaster World. It's actually pretty long right now, so it's kind of hard to go through the whole thing. But people were just kind of complaining that, that sites were disappearing from the results and, and things were kind of readjusting. And so sure enough, I had a client that called me and said, hey, you know, we're no longer ranking for this particular keyword. And it was like one of their the name of the company, basically. And, but it was kind of like a keyword. And so I went and checked in. Sure enough, it was gone. And there was just a lot of a authority or trust spam, as you would say, in there. And um, I didn't know exactly why, so went back and saw all these people that were complaining about the same thing here. Um, you know, it was a combination of things. Everything from blogs to well-established sites were kind of moving around, and it didn't hit everybody. And I don't know if this actually was the exact, you know, ranking change or, or, or refresh. Uh, Matt kind of went in a little bit more detail about the differences and such, and from a response from this post. Um, and explains it. Um, but in regards to some, you know, examples that I saw, um, the site came back, um, you know, eventually about five days later. But it wasn't ranking number one anymore. It was only number two, and it was filled in with a lot of trust spam. So do you, I guess you could say Wikipedia and stuff like that that really didn't do, have a whole lot to do with the query. Um, mm-hmm. So, but people were kind of mad about this um, that you know they hadn't really acknowledged it and said it didn't happen. But there was lots of examples. Right. I mean, there's literally uh, one of the, it's a very popular post, and there must have been like 20 or so comments there that I laughed through. And, I mean, Dazzling Donna, SEO Scoop, she was very, very, um, you know, you know, persistent about this actually being an update. So, I mean, uh, Chris, have you seen anything? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? 
You know, I, I haven't seen any uh, flurries of email fires or anything, and I quite frankly haven't looked at much data since this uh, allegedly appeared. So um, just from uh, other people's readings, it's going to be interesting to see if there were any changes, but I can't really comment on it yet, I guess. Okay. I am, you know, the personal site that I keep an eye on, I hadn't hadn't changed so. Right, and um, that's true. I mean, but usually, I mean, there's some people that argue saying, you know, there was an update, even though Google denies it. But there are a lot of people who actually argued about this, and it made it, it just looked like an update to everybody. And according to the way I've seen things, it looked like an update in terms of the number of posts and the number of of, of actual you know discussion around the threat, especially being during the holiday season where. Usually things tend to slow down, and it did not in this in this with this update. But typically, I think it was a good time to do an update if they actually were doing an update because the holiday season is already over the day before Christmas. People are not buying online, you know, for Christmas, you know, gifts the day before or the day of because, you know, it takes at least a day to ship. So I mean, that's, those are my thoughts. But yeah, one of the interesting things about it was that it seemed that a lot of people were commenting on the fact that. A, reason a lot of sites disappeared were sites that didn't have a lot of changes over the last year. So it was sites that were been pretty consistently static and then mysteriously and magically they came back two late two days later to rank, you know, back in the same for the same keywords but in different places. And so people were commenting on that, especially in the webmaster world thread about that those specific changes. So I I don't know, it it it, it looks like it, it, an update but at the same time Google saying no, so maybe it's just normal flux. Maybe they adjusted that. Right. You know, one Maybe. one more thing. I was just uh, earlier on uh, actually trying to show my stepdad uh, for about the tenth time what SEOs do, and uh, I pulled up a couple like really bland terms because I was hoping to g grab the URL and throw it into Yahoo Site Explorer, and I found some uh, pretty major terms like rugs or running shoes or whatever, where the top-ranking site had literally like in the only the hundreds of inbound links, as according to uh, Yahoo uh, Site Explorer. So I, I'm going to go in and do some more research on that this week, but I'm, I'm curious if there – did you guys notice any, any posts that related to that at all in, in your reading about this topic? I did not. I mean, the things I pulled out from it um, was that, and I have a post on that alone, what we just learned from it. And the commonalities between all the posts seem to be, one, people complaining that AdSense sites seem to be affecting the whole batch, um, that new pages were also affected in this, that the supplemental results increased dramatically for the sites, um, that less results were found in the site operator when you do a site command, and that there were a lot of suggestions that this had been a bad data push, like 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 Ben was saying, you know, stuff in the past seems to be creeping up, bad data, you know, old spammy sites might have come up, and it's possible that, you know, some of that linkage data that was used in the past might have, you know, you know, pushed up to the front, and that's why only 100 links were shown for the. I don't know, to be honest, but those are the commonalities, those five points really between all the all the threads that I read, and I read about like six or so. And some of them had, you know, 20 pages or so long. So that's what I found. I mean, pretty much. Ben, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Um, no, not really. Um, some people were commenting that the fact that, you know, maybe this related to AdWords in some way and that, you know, Google was didn't really have any care about user experience anymore and it was all about these top site authority sites and, you know, it, a lot of conspiracies started flying at the end. So I guess if you really want to read more about this, I would encourage you to go to the Webmaster World Forum because there is lots of comments and um, pointing fingers at Google, in this case, 
for days and days, and it's still going on, this thread, I think. Right, definitely. So, yeah, definitely participate. Try to read the discussion and try to ask specific questions and maybe get some good answers. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss was uh, really talked about thing, especially in the blogs, was that if you do a search for anything blog, it could be, you know, blogger, blog, search engine roundtable, blog, you know, search engine online, blog, um, blogoscope, anything with the word blog, blogging, blog X, it doesn't make a difference. As long as it had the word blog in it, up came this Google tip, which is, you know, basically a little ad uh, or promotion for Google's blogger. Um, I have a screenshot at the searches around table, which shows it, and it probably works today. I'm going to give it a try. Um, type in blog into Google right now. Yeah, if you type in blog into Google right now, it says, tip, want to share your life online with a blog, try a blogger. Um, that spread through the different, you know, blogger, blogs and communities out there, and Matt Cutts even commented it from Google, saying that basically... Everybody agreed it's not a great way for Google to actually go ahead and promote their blogger. It's not really, how do you say, you know, an unbiased view of what the top result should be. Um, it's not even in the ads. Like, it's a, they don't pay for it either. And some people are saying, hey, it's Google's search engine. They should be able to promote their own products as, as they see fit. But Google's whole premise is based around we provide, you know, you know the most um, relevant results and stuff like that. So as long as I mean, people are searching for, like, blog software or blog, even blog is fine, but blog software, blog, but not searching for, you know, you know, Barry Schwartz blogging or, you know, prenatal care bloggers or very specific searches and then up comes, you know, try blogger. In my opinion, that's not relevant and that's something that's being stretched a bit too far. And this morning, actually, I wrote a post at Search in the Land about how um, Matt Cutts explains that or replied to a TechCrunch uh, posting where the TechCrunch post said, you know, Matt Cutts should have stood up against Mike Google and said, "Hey, you know, Google's doing something wrong," and he should have been very—he should have scolded Google for it. And Matt replied to that, saying, "That's not how we Google—that's not how Google employees work. They all, instead of like yelling at each other, what they do is they sit together and try to get to the bottom of the issue. They're very calm, they're very rational, and they work together as opposed to, let's say, a Microsoft type of blogger, uh, which he pointed out in his blog post, where they stand up and they're much part—you know—they want to have a—you know—they have a different face in terms of the company. It's not." They're not a Googler, but they, you know, they are their own personality and stuff like that. So he explains how Google Googlers work differently, and I thought it was a great post, and and I thought this whole blog thing was a great topic, and there was some discussion at different forums about about this whole blog topic. And you know, Chris, I, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but what are your thoughts on it? Well, on on your latest post, uh, I'll hold off and comment on that later. Although it looks very interesting, I hadn't caught up on that. But I was involved in the uh, in the original posting, and and I was one of the more vocal proponents, believe it or not, of Google's rights in this uh, particular instance. And I I, I disagree that I, I think that even if uh, if it is a search for Barry Schwartz blog or whatever, if they want to take a little space there and put their own push in there, I think it's their prerogative. I think people that are uh, advanced searchers like uh, us us three and, and many of our listeners will probably completely ignore that and uh, I, I think that it, it's perfectly up to them what they do now just a minute ago uh, when we started talking about it I decided to try another search and see if they might be pushing another uh, product and I don't know if this was discussed in any of the uh, of the forums or anything but I just searched for calendar and there lo and behold want to organize your schedule and share events with friends try Google Calendar yeah, so I said, okay, that was actually, yeah, actually, uh, Philip over at Google Blogoscope actually wrote about that. And then well. if you type in 2007 or swimsuit prior to calendar, that will still show up there. 
But to me, first of all, since they've got the image results for swimsuit calendar, uh, you know, I'm barely even going to see that uh, once organize your schedule and share events with friends. And I, I really just feel that, it, it, you know, it's Google's place and, it, and it, you know, it, they can do what they want with it. Now, in regards to uh, Matt's comments, I'm very uh, much looking forward to reading the rest about that, but I know that they have a very progressive working culture there at, at, at Google that uh, that probably promotes for uh, sharing of ideas in, in in, in other ways uh, from potentially the norm. So uh, I'll, I'll be interested to read that whole conversation. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Chris. I mean, I don't really have a problem with Google specifically using the particular ad space at the top to promote Blogger. I mean, Blogger is a good product after all, so you know, it, it's probably not going to harm anybody, and it's probably good that they're using it in the first place. I mean, I do agree with Danny, though, that the fact that you know, they do need to disclose a little bit whether they're paying for it or not. I mean, you do another search, like, say, for Spreadsheet, which is another one of Google's mm-hmm. products, and you'll see there they're not, you know, taking up that little one-box result. They're actually paying for AdWords, you know, clicks there, and it's the number one sponsored link. Um, you know, whether that's a coincidence or not, I don't know, but, you know, why can't they do the same exact thing for, you know, the blogger product or for the calendar? And why is, you know, why do they have to integrate it, you know, statically into the result? Right. So, and what's funny is, like, um, a lot of uh, people are complaining that Google's actually advertising in the AdWords area, and they're, uh, it's kind of a conflict of interest for them to actually advertise and pay themselves, you know, and bid against, bid against other people, but pay, you know, get, they're actually getting paid for it. And then they go ahead and do this, and they get, you know, you know, people complain about them doing, you know, this method and, and not getting, you know, not actually paying money to themselves for ads and stuff like that. So it's very hard for Google to do anything right in this in this situation. Um, it's just with the word blog. You don't want to mess with bloggers typically because the amount of buzz they cause and the amount of things that go through the web is so quick. So with calendar, it wasn't really noticed because you don't, you know, calendar is not a major word in terms of where bloggers. You're actually bidding on the bloggers' name. You actually have the top position for blog. And even the personal name, like Barry Schwartz blogging or Ben Fife or Chris Boggs blog, Matt will bring up that result. So you're actually using the blogger's name and their personality and putting up blogger, and they might have a thing against blogger because, you know, you never know. And they're very opinionated people bloggers. So, yeah, I'm the one who thinks that Google should not do that. I think they should stick it with the ads. Um, Yahoo does a lot of their own advertising, and they use YPN. So they use uh, Yahoo Search Marketing, and they have separate divisions that handle all that stuff. Chris, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think there's one thing that we should probably all three really quickly comment on is a, is a comment in the in the chat room from Mayor Phil that says, Google's a company like anyone else. Don't let these valley companies fool you. I think it's kind of funny. But I, I would tend to disagree with that. I think Google is, is not a company like anyone else. And, I, I mean, I, I quite frankly, I mean, not to brag, but I think Avenue A is, is like that too. And I know Rusty Brick and, and RankSmart probably aren't a lot like a lot of the traditional companies. And that's something that you find in our industry. And there is something worth, uh, researching, uh, you know, and, and trying to look into when to look into those types of corporate cultures and see what, you know, what things are moving towards. And, and I know that that's another topic we're going to talk about later. But uh, you know, I, I would disagree that Google is a company like anyone else. How, I, what, would, what would you guys think on that? No, I mean, I think Google should be you know, held to a different standard um, because they set themselves up that way. So, I mean, that's you know, they set themselves up to be like that and. And yet, you know, I think so. You know. Yeah, that's true. And Barry's point, good point. That's their choice. You know, if they want to do this, it's, it's fine and dandy. But, you know, kind of going back to the example with the spreadsheet stuff, I mean, the first four listings are all Google results, you know. So 
how is that kind of fair to advertisers when Google dominates pretty much the entire everything above the fold except for a couple ads on the side? Um, so, you know, they are different. They choose to do the things that they the way they choose to do it, like Barry said, they sit around and they talk about it instead of people pointing fingers and doing stuff. So, you know, maybe that's a better way to do it, and, you know, these things are just um, temporary. Right. Anyway, I think we should probably move on to the next topic. It's another very juicy topic. It was it's a webmaster world thread that asked, is Google devaluate, devaluing these social content links? Um, for example, you get a link from dig.com, you get a link from Yahoo Answers or Delicious, or any of these social networking sites, even MySpace or whatever, um, and you get lots of links quickly from from that type of exposure. Is Google devaluing those types of links? Um, I have my thoughts it's in the blog post themselves. Maybe I'll just let um, Ben, you can start off with it, and then I'll follow up with it later. Yeah, um, I, in terms of Google devaluing social links, I mean, I... You can see some of it. I know Yahoo Answers is one of those things that we really worked on and getting some links from, and they seem to be sticking for the most part. Um, as such as Dig, I don't really know, um, but there's a lot of discussion about that. And, um, you know, even Google's kind of gone out and said that, you know, I guess it's okay. Um, these are voting sites in a lot of ways, so people are basically deciding and you're just trying to get a quick link from it, then that's maybe that's okay. I don't see a problem with it, and I haven't personally seen any particular devaluing of these links, um, whether they're extremely worthwhile as opposed to another more valuable link, probably not so great. I don't know if I'd necessarily pay for one, but I'd definitely love to get a link, you know, in a, in a, a particular article that's ranked really highly on Dig or such and something like that. Right. Um, Chris, your thoughts? Uh, well, actually, Ben, since you're over in Texas, I think that I, I would almost have sent you this by I am, but I think that uh, any of these sites are kind of like a bull. You've got to just get on there and ride it, and ride it while you can, and once it throws you off, go and find the next bull or a smaller bull or a smaller horse or a bigger horse or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, of course, I mean, people are going to start gaming this stuff. We all try to game links, you know, when we find out things are working well. Uh, I mean, like, for example, I just noticed that uh, LinkedIn uh, it seems to be uh, doing really well for per, uh, personalized searches at, at Yahoo. Uh, they're all of a sudden number one for a lot of the names that I search. And, uh, you know, people might start picking up on that and trying to work that for for PR reasons or whatever. And, and you know, it'll ride, it'll last, wild last, and then you'll get thrown off, and then you're going to have to, you know, find something else to uh, to. To ride with. I mean, links come from a variety of sources, and social sites, you know, are juicy for links, and there's plenty of them available. But uh, you know, there you can't expect them to last forever. Is the way I look at it. Right. Well, no. Well, my thoughts are in in terms of that is that I don't really think Google's devaluing any of these types of links. The main point on why SEOs want to, I think, to get onto these sites like Dig and Yahoo Answers, Delicious, is because they provide a lot of immediate traffic, and that immediate traffic will get other bloggers who read these sites, you know, eyes on your on your blog post or whatever you wrote on whatever it is. And then what happens is they go ahead and tend to write up about what you're writing about, and you get links just by having that exposure. So let's say I write a blog post about, you know, Google devaluing social links, and it gets to the front page of dig.com. Then you'll have, you know, 15, 20, 100 more bloggers write about and comment about what I wrote about on my blog, linking to my blog, and that provides long-lasting links in the in the long run. So, I mean, that's I I think what's happening, and I think that's the main point of it. So, you know, I don't think SEOs really care much about the link itself being on dig.com, 
but they care more about the traffic they get from those links and the amount of exposure they get and how many more links they get out of that one link. And I think it's that's really what it's all about. Right. And that's a natural type of linking, too. It's not like we're you know trying to game the system or something like that. I mean, and it, links from Dig and Delicious are different than, say, like a link from Yahoo Answers or even a link from YouTube, which you can get. Um, those sites are specifically links that you would most likely want to get from those sites. But, you know, Barry made, yeah, you made a great point that in terms of Dig and Delicious, these are links that you get from other bloggers and such, and that's what generates, you know, you're hoping to generate that buzz to get that. Right. Agree okay. uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree with what you guys are saying in terms of there. There is going to be some definite lasting value from these, but in terms of a permanent traffic value or a permanent ongoing source of new links, you know, unless you're getting dug every week, it, 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 it's probably not going to last. And, and, and dig might, you know, dig might last for a while, but maybe there'll be some other site that we don't even know the name of in three months or four months. That's driving a lot of those great uh, traffic links as well as the the ones that will last a while in people's archives and stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so we're just talking about getting these types of links, but what about doing paid reviews, you know, you know, products like Review Me or Paper Post? Um, it's been one of those talked about topics um, out there, and it was great because it was brought up at the latest uh, Search Engine uh, Search Engine Strategies Conference, I believe, um, in, in uh, Chicago. And what they discussed was, and it was, which I'm trying to think, which it was, uh, I'm trying to figure out which panel it was on. I don't know, one of these panels was on uh, where they had a Q&A session, and Rand Fishkin over at SUMOZ told me to stick around and wait for him to ask a question about He was actually going to call out Paper Post or Review Me and, and ask searchers what are their thoughts about it. And when he put them on the spot, based on his, based on his review and based on his uh, post on it afterwards, because I wasn't there live, um, he noted that that everybody, like Yahoo, Google, and everybody, actually went ahead and said, "Yeah, it's fine. You know, we have nothing out there that's going to discount or just you know devalue those types of links right now." Um, Tim Converse, who was with Yahoo at that point and now is moving on to a different site, but he is the Mac Cuts or was the Mac Cuts of Google of Yahoo, uh, Mac Cuts of Google of Yahoo, and he said there would be no discount of link value for a paid blog material. Um, Adam Lasnik, the mini-mat of Google, went ahead and just basically nodded his head saying, yeah, um, Google wants to do a good, good job of detecting paid links and stuff like that. Um, but that he, he basically nodded his head in saying that it's fine. And, you know, Google, uh, Ask and um, MSN did the same thing. Uh, Matt came in and commented over at uh, SEMOs and Surgeon Land saying that he wanted to expand on, you know, Adam's comment about Google and saying, you know, Google does a good job of detecting pay links, no matter what type of pay link they are, pretty much. And he still wants you to know, follow those types of links in the paid reviews. So that was really the search engine's perspective, and I don't think Matt is a big fan of them, but right now I don't think they're able to detect them. Then I went into different you know, views from different people, like advertisers, and bottom line is they want to get their, their product and message across the public. And doing a paid review is, is one way of doing that, and that's fine. Like, you could do infomercials, and that works. Um, SEO's view is basically they want the link out of it, and they want the buzz out of it, and they want other bloggers to pick it up. Bloggers, actually, they actually want to get paid for their post, and sometimes um, they'll go ahead and take a little money and review stuff. Even if they give a negative review, they still get the money, so why not? You know, it's just they're getting money for it. So overall, I mean, I think, you know, review me and paper posts are good ideas for for everybody, really, and the search engines eventually have to go ahead and handle it. And I don't know how they're going to handle it, but right now I don't think they handle it too well. And if you 
do too many paid posts, in my opinion, the blog will become less valuable to the reader. And, you know, it just has to be up to the blogger on what they want to do. So, I mean, you know, Chris, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole topic? Well, quite frankly, it's starting to get on my nerves. Uh, you know, this whole use no follows anytime that you're buying a link or doing a review thing and all that is it, starting to, it, to me, it does, I agree with what you said, and uh, I actually mentioned it in, in my re- recap in, in our newsletter, is that it's, it's hard, like you said, to, for them to consistently discern the, the valid, freely driven in, in the, in the, between those and the paid links. And I feel that if it's a review, and like you said also, it's an, it could be a negative review, it could be a positive review, and it leads to a link to your site, it's a relevant link, chances are that the review is being hosted, hopefully, in a category that's somewhat relevant, and I don't see why that review should not count towards any particular, um, you know, point system uh, here, look here, algorithm, uh, in terms of ranking organically. And I think that if, you know, especially if you're in a situation where it's hard to write content about, or you've got as much content as you can write about it, I mean, uh, you know, you can't just keep rewriting the same stuff over and over because then you're spamming with too much content. So how are you going to get more content out about there is by asking other people for their opinion for it. Now, if you have to pay for it and it is a, um, um, a completely objective opinion and there may be some negatives and there may be some positives there, then I think that that link should count perfectly towards the, the algorithm when they're trying to determine whether or not, uh, you know, in that, in that portion of the algorithm, whether you, your links uh, – Make you uh, give you enough votes to be considered relevant uh, to that particular category. So it's it's just to me uh, it's gonna it's just gonna keep going on and on and uh, and it's hard for them to figure it out. That's why they're pushing for the no follow. But there's gonna if if they try to go out after it, it's gonna take a lot of resources and they're gonna be throwing out some babies with the bathwater, as it were. So I'll get off my uh, podium and, and pass it over to you, Ben. What do you think? Um, I, I actually support the, you know, disclosing uh, whether this is a paid, you know, post or not from, you know, review me or pay per post. I think it's maybe a good thing. However, it, it's kind of difficult sometimes. And like Donna said, it was like, you know, I, I've gotten lots of requests from people to review various products, and I know I've reviewed some on SE Roundtable in the past, and some of them haven't been really good. And it comes back later, and these people are getting all pissed off for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, it, I, I wouldn't have a problem if somebody paid me. I'd be plenty happy to disclose it and I doubt that Google can you know actually really do anything to much less detect those links if they're even considering it um, and their kind of last resort argument is always let's use a you know follow um, but somebody in the forums made an interesting you know point they said that you know they don't ever recall seeing ads for Air Jordan's claim that Michael Jordan was compensated for his appearance in those commercials or you know something like they were doing for McDonald's commercials. They didn't actually come out in the end and say, hey, I was disclosed or I was paid $10 million to do this particular ad. Um, you know, you just kind of assumed it. I think, like, on the web, though, when you're doing a blogger and you're posting about something, um, it, it's not so easy to decipher whether it's a paid or whether it's just them giving their particular opinion because you're not actually facing somebody and talking to you. So, um, you know, I, I support it, but I guess it's, it's going to be hard to tell when, as time goes by. It's like, you know, if you have a particular opinion on something and you go all out about it and say this is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, is somebody going to come after you and say, hey, were you paid to do that? Right. Right. Anyway, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a great uh, it's a great topic, and obviously we could talk about it forever. 
But uh, we should hit a commercial break, and then we'll get into more topics later. So let's go into commercial break now, and we'll see you soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Hey, all you affiliates out there, this one's for you. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, cash, cash. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host... Hi, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. Again, with me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. Um, the next topic I want to discuss was a creative site forum thread which discussed a theory that some believe larger websites require more links than smaller sites to rank well. So if you have, a, let's say, a 10-page site and you had a 1,000 inbound links uh, as opposed to a, I don't know, a 1,000-page site with 10,000 links or whatever that ratio is, um, some believe that the larger site would require more more links in order to rank well. And we're saying, in, in the past, you got to think about it this way, because usually a page, uh, at least in Google's eyes, is and uh, the search engine's eyes is, is worth, you know, is a unique page. And if it has ten links, or you know, if the site has, let's say, let's say the site has a thousand links. But that page has t- that one, one page that you want to rank well has ten links, and the same page is on another on another site, but is a smaller site and has the same ten links, but has you know he's saying that a larger site requires more links relative to a smaller site to rank well. It's a theory. I don't know if it's true or not. It doesn't make much sense to me um, because all I know is uh, at least in the past, a page by page value, page by page basis. 
That's how Google and Yahoo and all the different search engines um, treat each page. Um, obviously, with trust coming into page and site-wide popularity and other factors, it might have changed slightly over the past six months or a year, but I can't see it being that much of an effect. And, I mean, Chris, I mean, let's go with you, and what are your thoughts on this whole topic? Well, uh, if you'd have stopped one sentence ago, you would have gotten, uh, I would have been able to reveal them, but you already did. <laughs> it, this is a page-by-page -page thing, so I think it's an interesting theory, but, uh, you know, we should be looking at uh, pages ranking. It's not sites that rank, it's individual pages that rank. So for each individual keyword, whether or not a particular page rank is based, you know, partially on its inbound linking. So um, I think that... You know, there's a possibility that if uh, there's a lot of other uh, similar category pages on the same site that have a lot of links to them, that maybe somehow there is some sort of additional boost given to the overvalue of the particular page. But I think when you're looking at linking um, uh, in terms of ranking and sites ranking, uh, you need to look at the links to that particular page, not to the whole site. Now, if you're looking at the whole site for links over the whole site, then yes, you should be trying to get as many links to as many pages on your site as way I look at it. Right. And, I mean, Ben, what are your thoughts? I mean, Yeah, um, Eagle made the comment, and, you know, every time I've seen him make a particular comment, you know, it's usually not very lightly. It's usually done with lots of research. So, um, personally, I think it's on a page-by-page -page basis, which I agree with both of y'all in, in that regard, that, you know, the links need to go to the specific page. I mean, you can pump a lot of links to the index page, and it's going to rank real highly for a particular term, and even those sub-pages. But, really where the benefit is going to come is from those links that are going to go internally. Um, you know, his test, though, is, is really small, and it, it opens a lot of questions so in terms of, you know, what are the internal linkings of the, of the site and what are all the quality of those links as well. I mean, that could be completely different between both different sites that he's looking at. So there's actually, I don't know if you could actually really say that a larger site needs more links um, than a smaller one. Obviously, larger sites sometimes, like, attract more links than smaller sites do. Um, as opposed to like a one-page site with 10,000 links. Um, and I think that, you know, it encourages more linking also internally, which is going to, over time, increase the rankings. Right. right. So yeah, in, a way, and, and in a way, a larger site kind of does need more links or right. get more. Right. And um, that's true. And uh, I mean, I think Chris had one more comment he wanted to add. Yeah, there's something now. Uh, there are people in the chat room talking about the idea of the dilution of the page rank, you know, when there's larger sites and so forth. And uh, that's a situation where, you know, if you're pushing around your page rank appropriately internally, then that really shouldn't be an issue as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, would you guys agree with that, I, I, you know? I mean, Eagle, you know, when, when he says something, typically it's kind of important, so you want to look at it. He did admit that it was a small, like a small, he's looking at one or two sites, so it wasn't a big sample. But he's saying everything else is equal, so I assume that the dilution of the page rank is equal in this case. So... As long as you're controlling that factor, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's hard to tell without being very specific. And it's just somebody who typically knows his stuff, wrote a post about it, and typically when he says things, there's some value to it. And that's why people didn't shoot it down right away. So it's just something to think about, I guess. And I think he's looking at his sites, too. And I've never seen Eagle's sites, but per se, but I know they've been around a while. So in, in regards to the links and stuff like that, they're usually pretty reliable. Um, and that, so, you know, maybe he needs to, like, kind of maybe readjust, like, what the specific conclusion or theory was to say, you know, it's a little bit different than just saying large or big sites, as people pointed out. Right. right. Okay. All right. So that, that topic is pretty much closed, but 
I wanted to move on to another popular topic, which is about duplicate content. And we've been talking about duplicate content a lot, saying, you know, how to fix it, what the problems are, et cetera, et cetera. But now there's a lot of, like, you know, worry. People are worrying about, you know, do I have a duplicate content problem or not? And they're not sure. And sometimes they're fixing problems that they don't really have. And so I wrote a post about uh, if you don't have a duplicate content problem, even if you might have, you know, even if your pages might, if you know, look like they have a duplicate content problem by just looking at the site itself. But if Google doesn't appear that it doesn't appear from the Google results and your traffic that you have a duplicate content problem, then I say don't fix it. I mean, I have lots of sites that are dynamically driven that we actually encourage um, to have pages that are slightly similar to them. And we try to push the envelope in terms of where you know what is duplicate and what is not. And typically, if the more you push it. Um, and the more links you have towards those pages, and the more popularity you have towards those pages, the duplicate content problem goes away without you changing the actual pages themselves. So, I mean, the thing is, I mean, if you don't have a duplicate content problem, then really, I mean, don't look to fix problems that you don't have, um, and try to push that envelope if you can, and try to make unique pages, and just get links to those pages. Uh, ben, I mean, you have thoughts about this? Yeah, um, I... I, I, I kind of agreed with what was going on in this thread, and I read it quite a bit um, in regards to, you know, this guy was trying to figure out whether the sort pages, as you mentioned, and, you know, I agree with Barry in terms of pushing the envelope. Um, you know, if, if something does happen, then, you know, it can be fixed most likely with the duplicate content. It's usually not a penalty. They're just going to, you know, exclude those particular pages from the index. But, you know, generally I haven't seen a whole lot of problems with sort by pages in terms of price or stuff. I mean, you can look at all of these shopping sites that have, you know, a whole lot of these different little small pages and sites and various ways to sort things. And it's never usually been a huge problem. I think Google handles it pretty well, and I think most webmasters are pretty safe. Right. And Chris, I mean, what are you thinking about the whole topic? Well, I'm thinking both of you guys are some dirty black hat envelope pushers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the thing is on there, I mean, I, I obviously agree with you. You know, if, you're not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and if it is broke, uh, you can fix it. And in a lot of cases, the search engines are getting smart enough to figure it out. So, you know, why spend more time and resources if the search engines are going to figure it out and it's allowing you to push out more content and uh, a greater chance of potentially converting? Yep. Um, ask, Ask.com launch Ask X. It's their new UI user interface towards search, searching and search interface. So what they've done is like a whole Ajax type of thing. You start typing and it starts, you know, doing the auto refill. Then it takes you once you press the result, it actually takes you to a three-column pane interface. On the left-hand side, you have the search box. As you start typing, obviously you get you see the different, uh, you know, results. Um, and then under that, they have the refinements. And then in the middle column, they have the smart answer followed by like the paid listings and the organic results. Um, obviously the binoculars and my web feature and the my stuff features, which is like their, you know. My web type of approach. Um, they have that built in right into the results as well. And on the right hand side, they have you know image results, latest RSS results, and Wikipedia results, and other types of results that, like even like you know, um, I think Amazon results and stuff like that. On the right hand side, it's a new user interface. It is very very AJAX driven and JavaScript driven. Uh, it kind of pushes on the browser. My browser, Apple Safari, has froze from it several times. Um, but I think it's a cool interface overall, and I think it's very nicely done. Um, Chris, have you played with it at all? Uh, no, I have not, actually. I'll skip this topic. Okay, Ben? 
Yeah, I did. I, I got a little time to play around with it before the show. Um, I actually like it a lot. I think it's kind of neat in terms of the comparison to the top. My one complaint, though, is that the sponsor results, if you look, do a search for like digital camera, or what, or it's really hard to tell the difference between a sponsor result and a regular result. And so if I was just average Joe Blow searcher coming on here, um, I might think that the first result was actually one of the part of the organic results there. Um, so, you know, that level of, you know, not differentiating between the two is kind of a problem for me. Um, and it, it could encourage higher click-throughs for advertisers, great and dandy, but at the same time, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's really neat. It, it, it's cool, too, that it's kind of set up in frames with Ajax and that you can scroll over if, if the, the window's really, you know, uh, small and, and uh, it keeps everything on the left-hand side just where it's at. Um, and then also the narrow and expand. So it's, it's a cool cool little interface to play around with. Very smooth. Yeah, agreed. Okay, the next topic, um, we have to go in the lightning round soon. The next topic is we finally spotted a screenshot of the quality score metric. We've been talking about this for months, I think, where Google said they're going to go ahead and provide a quality score, um, some type of indicator of telling you what your quality score is. And they have done so for some people, not everybody. Um, it's beta testing, I think, right now. And basically they show you if you have a great, okay, or a poor rating on your quality score. Three different things. You can have great, okay, or poor. That's pretty much what we learned from it. Um, ben, I mean, I'm sure you saw those screenshots. What are your thoughts on Yeah, on I know. That? We kind of talked about this a little bit. I, okay, great, Google, thanks. But thanks for the dubious quality score uh, identifiers of great, okay, and poor. <laughs> doesn't really tell me much, and I realize that if, like, you go into more detail about if it's an actual score, score, um, you know, people could definitely exploit this in a lot of ways. But, you know, I don't see this as a much better, more, a, a better improvement over what they currently have. It just adds another box that has to confuse things a little bit more. Um, so this will, you know, will be useful, but, you know, if, if you're just a regular AdWords customer just using this for the first time, are you really going to understand what the quality score is, even though it's not a score, it's just a... You know, what they see is just a okay, great, or poor type of label. So I, I think there's room for improvement, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Chris, you have lots of paid clients. What do they think? Uh, well, I'm, you know, unfortunately, I haven't, uh, and I was just trying to go through a few of the uh, of my old clients to see if I had any uh, quality scores showing and I haven't I haven't been able to look at it but I you know it's obviously could use a, I would prefer to at least have some sort of numerical value assigned to it you know so is it is it very poor or just poor I mean is it a 33 or is it a 55 you know on a, on a uh, 70th passing um, that kind of thing would be nicer I guess um, uh, you know I'm sure that hopefully they'll move towards something like that or maybe this is as far as they'll go and in typical uh, Google, give you <laughs> as little as possible fashion. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right, so the next topic and probably the final topic for the lightning round is I want to talk about the um, the new Google patent. Um, basically, it's a patent named Detecting Spam Documents in a Phrase-Based Information Retrieval System. Uh, the patent was discussed tremendously over at Webmaster World. It also has been discussed by Bill Slosky over at SEO by the Sea, and he also posted a search in the land, coining its phrase rank. Some people don't like the the, the rank being put on it, but it makes it does. It makes it cute. Makes it fun to talk about. Anyway, what this is doing, in my understanding, is that it's 
going ahead and targeting auto-generated spam pages, um, you know, blog spam pages and all those types of things that pull in all these different content, um, different, different, you know, grabs content from here and there and just pastes it all together and makes one blog post out of it automatically. That's my understanding of it. I did not read the, doc, the patent in full. And, you know, Ben, I mean, have you had time to go through all that stuff? Yeah, I did a little bit. It's kind of confusing. Um, Bill lays it out really, you know, easily at SEO by the Sea, and even the thread is a little bit better discussion of Webmaster World, and I think SEO Mods has some stuff on it too. But the, like the gist of it, I think, is that they're basically going to look at all the world, all the words or keywords basically in their entire index, and then they're going to go back to the pages and say, okay, well, if this page talks about Google. But, um, and it doesn't talk about Mountain View, then it could be labeled as spam. So it's basically just trying to look at the phrases and associate them together and identify whether you know it could be a possible spam document and then consequently go and, and penalize it. Um, so they're looking for, I think, sites that are just, you know, have a long list of keywords and, and, and especially programs that generate content where there's not a lot of, you know, consensus to it or a lot of understanding. And so by doing something like this with a you know phrase rank, then they could identify it a lot easier, but raises a lot of questions on how this is going to work, and then you know if it's going to hit pages that you know aren't spamming or any type of way, and and, and basically looking at it, and um, so there's a lot to it, and um, I think it's really interesting, especially if you're an SEO, it's something you might want to look into a little bit more just so you can understand it a little bit better. But um, you know, Bill's got a good write up on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chris, do you want to add anything more to that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Ben hinted it right at the end, but that's the key thing. <laughs> that's the key point out of it, and I think that's kind of what Phil, uh, what Bill was probably uh, hinting at when he said that it's uh, it's a term that may be worth thinking about and that may do much more than just help fight span. It can also help you optimize a page. <laughs> you know, if you find out in a large sample that the typically uh, the – Related phrases are on the order between 8 and 20, then hello. I mean, we're going to start seeing uh, a lot of those SEO tools out there that are going to return uh, results from your page that's saying your, uh, your, your limited number or your uh, related phrases are at the order of 12, so that's optimum, you know, and, or your limited your related phrases are at the order of 1,500, so you're spamming. <laughs> so I, I can see uh, people going somewhere with this if this actually uh, starts. Uh, seemingly appearing uh, within the algorithm uh, when, when you're uh, researching results. Right. Um, right. Definitely. I, I think this is a good example of Google actually kind of keeping up with the times in terms of what people are doing. And, and you know, and um, Chris made a good example of going after, like, the long tail and all those phrases, 8 to 20 or whatever. Um, and then somebody in the forums mentioned latent semantic indexing and how, you know, there's been some tools to generate content out of those particular understandings and so how this is basically going to try to look for that. Um, so, you know, if you're doing anything in the long tail, this is maybe probably something of interest to check out. Definitely, definitely. Um, we covered several posts, but we still have a lot more to go, so I'm going to just go quickly into the lightning round and try to round up everything like we, you know, that we haven't discussed. Um, the first thing is the Wikipedia founder... Um, he launched. He's launching a new search engine, which is going to be a human-based search engine, uh, community-driven, named Wikisari. And a lot of discussion about it. Search engine land. Danny Sullivan posted a very good interview with him, and um, you can look at that at searchengineland.com. Um, there was some post over at Webmaster World and different forums and Google groups saying that 
saying that um, the people are basically losing trust in Google Webmaster Central. I'm not. Sure. I mean, it's just a lack of communication in certain certain features. So the thing is, the thing is, it's not really that bad. I mean, Google Webmaster Central is a key tool. It's very important for us to use. There are some bugs in it, and they are typically fixed quickly. Those bugs do reappear, but that's with any really any software that's kind of new. That's what happens. So give us some time. It'll work out and have some faith in it because it is a very, very valuable tool. Um, yesterday, the Google Calculator broke. You did like a 2 plus 2 thing. It usually tells you the answer, 4, but it was broken, and it actually brought you back web, web results. So that that um, is now fixed, so that's good. Last week, the Google AdSense competitive ad filter was not working. It was down and not working for, I think, several hours, and the Google AdSense team has fixed that bug um, shortly after. So at some point, you had people and sites coming up that you didn't want them to come up, either MFAs or your competitors coming up on your sites that you host the AdSense on. Um, the next thing is publishers were noticing the new compliance manager screenshots coming up at uh, coming up in their YPN portal. So that's a new feature uh, Yahoo has. It's a, basically a way for Yahoo to tell you that your ads are not complying with the terms of service. So if you see that come up, please take action quickly and fix your ads or else Yahoo will take you or might ban you. It's very possible. We also had a post about top factors in pay-per-click and AdWords that determine your click-through rate. So they went through different things um, that would actually determine, you know, what what are the main components of what people click on your ads. And people say position, people say the ad title, relevance, the keyword to the ad, and stuff, stuff like that. So people are voting on that. We looked at dynamic keyword insertion into Yahoo's new Panama engine, and we also looked at uh, dynamic keyword insertion into the actual URLs at Google AdWords, both relatively old topics that were brought up again, and we revisited them. There was um, a post at Search and Watch which asked Yahoo to update how they handled the bulk edit of keywords. There were certain things with it that weren't so intuitive or didn't have enough information on it, and we covered that post as well. Um, we had some hints that Google Sitemaps, the Webmaster Central area, is going to go ahead and add referred data to the web crawls. Basically, if you add referred data, that tells the person where that URL is coming from, and you could actually fix or try to fix any web crawl error that might come from that refer. That gives them a way to actually narrow it down and figure it out, and there's hopefully ways to, to, to actually handle that. You know, we looked at how Google crawls pages and indexed them. We looked at how Google changed their AdSense feedback form and violation form. They changed it to a little DHTML thing. Um, we also looked at how um, if you need to get your content removed from Google quickly, there's a way to expedite that using a special form. Google AdWords um, told us that they update their quality score at least monthly, which is important for advertisers to know. Um, Google and search engines do not mind bad HTML, so your HTML does not have to validate 100%. Also, you are allowed to encourage people to click on the actual referral products within AdSense. Typically, AdSense you know how to tell people to click on, but if they are the referral products, i.e., you want to promote Firefox using Google AdSense, you could do that, and you could actually ask them to click on those ads. Um, the Open Directory project has somewhat come back from the dead, not fully, but it's coming back from the dead, which is good for a lot of people to know. Um, you could actually people are making bin mistakes. They're putting in ten dollars versus a do, uh, you know ten cents or something. So people have some suggestions to AdWords on how to actually fix or prevent people from actually making those bin mistakes. To throw them about that, and it's pretty popular. 
I shared some of the stats from Surgeon Roundtable for 2006. Discussion on that as well. Um, PPC, PPC people, like advertisers, are laughing about the Google Traffic Estimator tool. And Google has dropped off the ad automator for the new campaigns. So those were the topics we didn't discuss. I want to thank everybody. That was the 14th edition of the Search Pulse. I hope to do post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived. And it will be posted at seroundtable.com. That's Search Engine Roundtable. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to contact me or comment in tomorrow's post. Again, that was the 14th edition of the Search Pulse. It took place Tuesday, January 2nd. I don't think there will be a show next week or the week after, but um, we'll have more information about that later. I am not going to be here for the next two weeks. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Search Pulse. Everybody have a great night. And next up is a live edition of Shoemaker Show, Shoe Money Show. Everybody, good night. <laughs>